to death that nefesh that's wrong about literally everything. I'm ready to cut loose myself. <laughs> the Christian experience has to be sacrificed. Mm. You have to have that soldier attitude. I don't care what they think. I'm here to obey the apostolic commandment. I want to fulfill God's will for my life. Which is the favor that Jesus had from his father by being perfect. <laughs> Greetings, welcome. <laughs> welcome back. Amen. The new wine is the divine kind that tastes fine. Hallelujah. The Bible memory verse of the day. I like taking those verses out of context. Stay me with flagons. <laughs> <laughs> That's mm. my favorite one today. Stay me with Flagon's ministry. I've been quoting that all up and down the grocery store today. <laughs> Stay me with Flagon's. I know it came right out of my spirit. I just like how it sounds. <laughs> but better than that, I like how it feels. Yeah, Amen. two verses we need you guys to memorize today. <laughs> Stay me with Flagon's and thee before thou except after thine. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Jesus is on the throne. We're feeling good. I pray your hearts will be refreshed with the light of heaven. What's going to change you tonight is the light of Jesus. What did he say? I am true light. I am the light that's coming to the world. John chapter 1, true light has come. So Jesus, the gospel, salvation, real Christianity is all about growing in this true light. 2 Corinthians 3.18 needs to be the motto and the theme for your existence. We go from glory to glory type it in the comments we're going from glory to glory buckwheat amen what's god's plan for your life to go from glory to glory how you get there is always interesting it's always different than what you think or expect or imagine why because he's doing it outside of you if you were doing it you could imagine it but since you're not doing it the holy spirit of jesus christ is doing it you can't even comprehend it Therefore, get out of the way, as it says in Proverbs 3, lean not in your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him. That sounds to me like yielding. A person that needs to learn how to trust and obey and listen to someone who is God, Holy Spirit, and begin to listen to, to God's mouthpiece, his special messengers, his prophetic utterances, his prophetic word, his communication through his sovereignty which is an important aspect of communication. Now, since God is God and man is absolutely not, his means of communication are altogether different. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. That means when he communicates, it's from a much higher realm. Human beings, like God, created in their own image. Those are idols. But the real living God is so much higher than the human being, there is a breach in communication. As it's written, in these days, God is speaking to us in the language of the Son. Yeah, and the Sephirot is a communication device with God. That's actually, you know, the sages have taught that the, the Sephirot themselves, that's the actual only way to communicate with the living God who created the heavens and the earth. So whether you're down on Malkut and it's coming down from above and you align to receive that communication, Right? People will do prayer and fasting or studying the Bible or, you know, avoiding sin externally. And that does do some good to get you aligned. That's what you initially start with is an external discipline. Right. So when that comes down, the Sephirot, 
then you're receiving communications. All prophecy comes through hot and netza, whether you're below or above. That's it. And it's either going to be hot and netza of holiness, or it's going to be from the other side. And that ain't good. <laughs> That's when you get all irritated in your netzak and wonder, what's wrong with me? Well, probably need some circumcision. Amen. I hate when I get irritated in my nutsack. It's the worst. And that's N. <laughs> that's N E. Venus. T. Z. <laughs> it's the flagons. N E. <laughs> C. A. C H. I had to look it up. It's really. Oh, I can feel it. Like, you know, the heat on your face when you have a strong drink. Like, um, oh, you know, this might, it might kind of remind you of your college days, some of you, but without the sinfulness, uh, but there's a clear mind of Christ. It's really wonderful. Yep. Flagans. The ever clear of the spirit. Ex exactly. I was thinking he read my mind. He read my mind is exactly what I was thinking because, you know, I used to be a real sinner <laughs> like a really bad sinner. And one of my favorite beverages to consume was Everclear, and you do all different kinds of things with it to make it palatable to your fish. We know it's disgusting, and it ruins lives, and it opens the door to demons. But I was an idiot back then. How many of you have ever been in the comments were an idiot in college who didn't have coping skills, who didn't have the right kind of relationship to, with God through connection to Shekinah, and so you may have used something like alcohol instead of a coping skill. Alcohol instead of proper socialization with believers or at least with decent people, right? So, you know, alcohol, drugs, those are never substitutes for learning how to deal with your own self. Deal with the self-nature. And how do we deal with it? We put it to death, right? We kill it. It's not, we're not just you know, taking the pigs in the parlor and making them pets and letting them in the house. We're killing those things left and right. We're frying up some bacon and the hot oil and the anointing. And if you need some free at-home DIY deliverance, you can find a little link down below. Save that for later. Go ahead and give yourself a reminder. Open that up in a new tab. Save that for later. And it is the pigs in the parlor. You can do it DIY for free at home yeah, I've, no I've never met a christian that didn't need to go through pigs in the parlor numerous times you'll be surprised stuff coming out of you you getting delivered of stuff you didn't even know you had go through it numerous times and read it out loud participate with everything written there it works it's from thousands and thousands of deliverance sessions of what works in true christian deliverance because there's all kinds of stuff we need deliverance from and you need to deal with this to clean out the inside of the cup. Yep. And we've actually prayed over that video. There was a heavy, strong anointing in the creation of that. And yes, that was sponsored by Word University as well in heaven. But we've prayed over that video. So there's actually apostolic anointing on that YouTube video for your deliverance. And we've had all kinds of feedback of people getting delivered. Now, you know, that's something you can go and you just put your hand on your spirit. I want you. I want to encourage you because some of you, you might be a little afraid. There are some people who are going to watch this. You might be a little afraid to get into deliverance. What if something bad comes out? You know, what am I going to do? Oh, it, it will. And 
I want you to be encouraged. <laughs> Just ask the spirit. Think about when you kill a pig and you fry up some bacon. Doesn't that smell delicious? So just put your hand on your spirit and say, all right, Holy Ghost, let's go make some, let's go fry up some bacon together, you know, and let the aroma of the sacrifice be pleasing uh, to his nostrils, right? It smells like delicious bacon. The Holy Spirit loves deliverance because he gets his kids back. Exactly. So have a good time getting delivered. You can have fun with it. I remember one time I was early on in my deliverance and I finally found out I had been looking all over the place for deliverance that didn't cost money. I think I looked it up online. She I was found telling me that she was looking for deliverance online and they wanted to charge $1,000 an hour to cast demons out. It was way too expensive, out. yeah. I, I was like, I can't afford that. Exist? I actually I, cried. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> you guys, I didn't have help. I didn't have all this stuff. I didn't know. Like, I didn't grow up with, you know, people like, and the prophecy and the anointing and the da-da-da-da-da. I'm going to be an apostle. Like... The thought literally never occurred to me to become an apostle. Like, people who are out there like, well, that's the calling. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. I'm going to be an apostle. I know it. I'm like, I literally cannot relate to that because I never, like, I was just like, I just knew I was part of the remnant and I needed help. <laughs> like, I was sure I was not qualified to lead anybody, let alone myself or my cat. Like, the cat was probably leading a few times. I felt like I needed the cat's help. So that's about where I was at. <laughs> we had a lot of a deliverance in the assemblies of God and the denomination I grew up in uh, from age 18 to 24 when I started full-time ministry. You could go to pretty much any AG church and get demons cast out of you for free. It's, it's part of their doctrine. So the second largest denomination on planet Earth is all about deliverance, the Pentecostals. Amen. So you can imagine how excited I was when I found out there was deliverance and you know, I was a little runt of a spirit. Like my spirit man was so tiny, like tiny little weak baby spirit, you know, barely saved, just like little, like an amoeba, like a little, like a, like a fetus <laughs> of a inner man. And I didn't even know where my spirit was really. I had experienced uh, one time driving my car, the spirit, I heard the Lord tell me to turn the volume down in my car and I said, okay. And that was the first time I'd ever even conceived of the idea to be inside of my vehicle without sound. We're getting in the car, we're turning the music on. I need entertainment. Like, I need constant inner input, constant uh, distraction, constant, you know, somebody tell me something nice, constant interaction, you know. I couldn't be quiet for a second. Like, just couldn't do it, right? Why would I? That you turn off the volume, it's boring, it's quiet. I don't like sitting with my thoughts. But I heard the Lord tell me, turn off the sound. So I did. Yeah, okay, it's quiet. What's going on? Apparently God wants to talk to me. And all of a sudden, I felt the river coming out of my belly, and it was scriptures, and I've been reading the Bible. And I was like, whoa, that's... An, uh, and then the next one that came out was, and then the, the spirit come out of their belly, and of that he spoke of the... Uh, the Holy Ghost, and I was like, whoa, it's inside, like, whoa, there it is, it's coming out of my belly just like that, and that was, that was my first kind of experience of experiencing Revelation of the River, but I was so dull and so slow, I still didn't get it, I was like, oh, well, that was nice, and then I go on with my life, and just, you know, we don't understand sometimes the importance of the revelations that we get, or the revelations that we hear, we just hear it, and like, ooh, oh, wow, okay, 
Now what? Right, revelations change your life. So when I found this guy, and he starts talking about, you know, deliverance and, you know, pigs in the parlor, and you can do it, you know, DIY at home. You don't need to go pay somebody a thousand dollars. I was, I got to the point where I was looking up Catholic priests. That's all I could find in the area I was at, at the time. Like, well, it looks like the nearest one is a Catholic priest. Well, let's just see if they have any before and after. It's like, how did it go? I was pretty desperate. You know, when you know you need help, but you don't know how you've got to get help. Our, the animal nefesh soul is always wrong, right? But it thinks, I need to go somewhere to somebody and they need to help me. And I need them to tell me, you know, I need some kind of something and it's not anything what I need. And the what I loved about what Brandon was saying was, no, here, read Pigs in the Parlor. Get the demons out of you. That is such a key, what you just said, that the animal nefesh soul is always wrong. I'll tell you a truth. You cannot follow the Holy Spirit unless you believe that the animal flesh soul is always wrong. Because in any area, you're following the animal beast nefesh soul. You're following demons. So repentance requires a total lack of self-servience and self-follow, flesh follow, carnal mind follow, which is hell and demon follow, to following the Spirit. You have to see yourself as inadequate to lead your life, but the Word and the Holy Spirit as adequate and perfect to lead and follow your life. Amen. Amen. And so it didn't take too long to start reading it. I went, you know, started reading it. And mainly going through the book of Revelation again and again. And that was the other thing he said is put the Word of God in your eyes and your ears. Go through the book of Revelation. It's powerful. Go through the New Testament. Go through the epistles. And I would just put the book of Revelation in my eyes and my ears. <laughs> and I put my hand on my on my belly. And I would kind of, you know, alternate between that and just, you know, holding my phone and looking at it. And, you know, I might say something here and there. Read along with it out loud every now and again. And it would get to the point where I couldn't even really read along anymore. So what I did was I just had headphones this is, you know, the best way to do it now is like you got the screen miracle situation. You can do that. Uh, but what I did with what I had was I went to, you know, the RLM Facebook page and I searched AMPC or like download. And then I found the Amplified Classic download that, that they'd shared and I saved it to my phone. Now, you can download to your phone and then I basically just uploaded it to my, um, you know, if you have like a Google, YouTube, music or whatever you go and you can upload, you know, because I had Android, you could upload uh, to the cloud and then you could just stream it wherever. So I would do that and I would scroll along in the Takarta app. It used to be called Takarta app and now it's called Life Bible. It's our favorite Bible app. And so just reading along as I'm listening to this nice quality audio and just reading along and reading along and just do that, you know, every single day. And, uh, that is one of the keys, too, that will help you tremendously. You know, we've been on the front lines really going after it in the prophetic and the apostolic for almost 20 years. And so the resources that we have are the best and most necessary to complete these missions. And so if you go into the RLM Facebook group and search, there's a, a search button inside the RLM Facebook group, which is our, our central hub for communications with all our people around the planet. 
And if you search MP3, you're going to have tons of downloadable resources come up to download right. to your computer. You're going to have to learn how to unzip a zip file, though. Yeah. Yeah, you can use a 7-zip unzip, but a lot of computers now, they'll just have them kind of built into the software. So, you know, if you don't know how to do this stuff and you're like, hey, I'm totally I don't, not with it, with the technology, put a comment in uh, the RLM Facebook page and maybe somebody who's already doing it can take the time to explain it to you. If somebody out there knows how to do that, I'm sure plenty of you guys do this on a regular basis. You know how to do these things. I hope you're still doing these things. Some people are, you know, some people kind of get you into autopilot on your life. And, and I'll tell you, for the disciples learning back. how to be better disciples, being better soldiers to grow in angelic rank, you'll have to be a better soldier. To be a better soldier, it requires more light. To have more light in you, which is more of God's nature in you, God is light, it is written, you're going to have to have more word. So the key is reading the word until you burn your eye sockets out. There is a membrane that you pass from death to life in reading the word. I'll tell you when the membrane hits, it's right about when you feel like stopping and then you don't stop and you push through or it's right about when you feel like passing out, you feel like going to sleep, make yourself stay awake a little bit longer and mm -hmm. go until you literally can't stay awake anymore. The distractions that want to pull you away, those are all the demons in your life. So that'll immediately, the word of God will expose all the evil spirits. Okay. You get through that, you go through those hedges, you go through those jungles of snakes and scorpions and you go into a deeper realm of continuing to engage the word and then you'll find your flesh so first you'll deal with the spirits and then you'll deal with the flesh and then that membrane of flesh is the membrane of death so when paul says i die daily it's talking about passing through these realms with consciousness by the word of god which is the keys of the kingdom and the doors to the shekinah glory of god the father now when you pass through that membrane and this is how we engage in the word. It doesn't need to take 10 hours, although there might be so much demonic and there might be so much carnal filth built up in the soul because someone has never learned how to read the word properly in the glory light. It will. It might take some people 10 hours. You might need to f do a word fast until all of that g junk is burned out. And so you will pass through that final membrane of the flesh. And it is a mm -hmm. membrane of death. The mm -hmm. dead letter that kills is the carnal word. That's Satan's mm -hmm. interpretation of scripture. That's where all the denominations and divisions and factions and fruits of the flesh are. And you go past the outer court mm -hmm. into the holy place, which means mm -hmm. out of the realm of the natural into the glory realm by engaging in the word. That is the mm -hmm. purpose for scripture. You have tons of time. You have 10 hours. What that, what's that look like for your week? That's two hours a day, five days a week. There's your 10 hours per week. And that will be, if you just need to hurry up and get some of that gunk out, I wouldn't even do 30 minutes a day, honestly. When I was doing my initial deliverance, it was as much as possible. I would go through the entire book of Revelation. At least I would do other Bible study. And this was when I was working. I, would, I could probably guarantee more hours than you're working in these crazy situations. I just had a, I had a crazy situation. There's 24 but hours in the day. The two issue hours is a they're, day. Not, they're not desperate so enough. So that means uh, that's half an hour less of scrolling on Facebook, half an hour less of scrolling on Instagram. That's just probably not scrolling on 
TikTok. There's another 20 minutes, half an hour. And then maybe if you could skip your evening snack, there's another 20 minutes, 30 minutes. So like, you know, what kind of time you might, it might cost you something. It's going to cost you something. But if you don't believe in the word, right? Do you believe in the word of God? Most of you are like, yeah, of course I do. That's why I'm watching this. I believe in the word of God. But a lot of people don't believe in the word of God. They believe in witchcraft. What does that mean? When something is wrong in your life, you want to reach out to people. You need others. You're like, you know, people walk in disobedience to God thinking they haven't done anything right because their intentions are crap. They're totally, you know, full of demons and they don't have any uh, circumcision of heart. It's like zero circumcision of heart, 100% disobedience and grieving the Holy Spirit. But you think you're doing okay because on the outside, it looks like you're being nice to people. You're being nice to the apostles. And then people go and get destroyed, tasting the fruit of their own sin. And then they want to blame everybody else when God knows your heart and how wicked you've been. Listen, this is not the church age. It's not how that works. So anyway, some people are just exceedingly stupid and exceedingly dull and foolish. And that's, that's the fornication Especially when you come around demons. the apostolic, because now you're held accountable to hearing the very commandments of the sapphire stones. If you d disobey those, you're dead. You don't have a future. You've said no to the kingdom and to the government of the kingdom. There's not really anything else. The left problem is, that. is there's so little of the fear of the Lord in the American church. They don't believe any of this stuff is real. They don't believe there's consequences to disobeying apostles. They think this stuff is optional. It's just like it's playing like church. We with go like and a get mentors to bring suggestions into me, right. myself, and because I you believe in witchcraft instead of actual the commandments of Matthew five. These are commands. Okay, they're so. the commands of Jesus Christ. We have to grow in the fear of the Lord. The issue is people are still doing their own thing in reaping the consequences of their own rebellion against the apostolic commandments. Apostolic commandments is the sapphire stone commandments. It's the commandments of the heavenly Jerusalem and the heavenly Sanhedrin. If you go against that with your life and don't advance that agenda with your life, you will surely die because you're doing the wrong thing and all wrongdoing leads to death. It is written. Yep. It just being around the apostolic accelerates whether you're going into life, which means it accelerates your your circumcision and rising, or it accelerates your death. So it basically just speeds up whatever process you're already in. So don't blame the apostles when you're already in disobedience to the Holy Spirit. And it's just, we've seen it so many times. It's very common, and people are shocked. We've seen destinies lost, uh, lives lost, and yep. this is people don't listen. Yep. Uh, but we've also seen incredible testimonies, incredible miracles, Some people healing repent. and rising on Sapphire Stones, having a relationship with God established in the Shekinah. Like, wow, this is it. This is what I've been looking for my entire Christian life. And, uh, you know, that's why you want to get deliverance. And regarding yeah. reading and engaging in the word of God, you are the head of your household. The priests are tuning in tonight to become better priests. Don't let the kids run the house. That's insane. Do never let children run and rule a house. By doing that, you're guaranteed to give your house to the devil. They will spend all their time doing worthless activity that has no eternal value until the priests of the house come in and say, no, what we're going to do is I need to be fed. 
you take over and it doesn't mean that you're there you might be the bad guy why because if a house is run in rebellion god's the bad guy in the house you be the bad guy who cares what they think you need to get desperate for the word to put the word on the television and blast it in the living room for the next four years. Yeah, because I know some of y'all's spouses are demon possessed. That's why they won't let you play the Bible out loud. Put at it on night. your laptop. Get earbuds. Here, okay. Here, here. Pro tip again: when you are sleeping at night, if you're not listening to something, you're wasting your time sleeping. What is sleep? idolatry of sleep i need my seven hours i need my eight hours my beauty rest wah 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 i can't sleep with the bible on you are demon possessed liars a lot of you trying to grow when you put the bible on the tv when you play the bible at night when you play the worship music at night there come the demons in your spouse because they are demon possessed if they are in disobedience to god if they are uncircumcised guaranteed they're under the influence of the demonic. Big angel flash right there. Yeah. A lot of people. Some of you are totally shut down by submitting to your demon-possessed spouses. You need to submit to the word of God Bible. or you'll destroy your lives. Go ahead and play that Bible on full blast and just watch the demons come to the surface. Turn that off. Do you want uh -huh. to be married to the Lamb of God or to the demon-possessed spouse who's full of hell? Because you, you're afraid of angering them because you want peace in the home. Well, guess what? The Bible says in the New Testament, the book of Ephesians, to carefully guard and protect the harmony that's brought about by the Holy Spirit. So all harmony, fake peace, that is not brought about by the Holy Ghost is false love. Hello, somebody wake up when you're like, you know what, honey, we're not going to put the Netflix on right now. We're going to do some Bible spot. <laughs> Football is on, you know, <laughs> you know, my reality TV show, <laughs> you know. Get a life. Take a stand in your own home. If you can't even be for God in your own home, are you even a disciple? Come on, buckwheat. Listen, gotta... if you're in the battle, you understand how desperate the situation is. I mean, there is a daily desperateness for clinging to the word, for victory, for working with the angels against all these demons that hate us and slander us, that are doing everything they can to harm us every single day. But if you're not even involved in kingdom advancement, this stuff is radical to you. This is not radical to us. This is survival instinct because yeah. everything else will get you killed. <laughs> Seriously. Now, we've seen so many people get killed and, you know, we want you to survive. We want you not to just survive. We want you to thrive in righteousness. And so understand when you're going to bed, you're going to sleep unless you're being specifically quiet to listen to what the Lord is saying to you. Like now, here's my advice to you. Never go to bed just to sleep. You're wasting your time. You're w what is that Bible verse? Oh, we don't sleep or we don't sleep like others sleep. Are they talking about death? Are they talking about sleep? Why do you need to just, I need to go to bed to rest now. Did you know that that invisible part of you, your inner man, does not sleep? Your body might be sleeping, but guess what? Have you put on the Bible? Put on the anointed sermons? Put on the Joel's bars. You know, put on the RLM TV lives you know save a playlist you you know like the bob jones go to heaven put that on loop i like while to put on sleep. spa music mm -hmm. and just go into the garden of eden and refresh in the whirlpools of heaven it's like spa every single night like it says in mm -hmm. psalms 4 
His beloved lies down in sweet sleep. The sweet sleep is the, the sleep of Gan Eden, mm-hmm. where your body is resting on earth, but your spirit and your soul are in Eden. You can go into Eden mm-hmm. every single night. Yep, and so you can go into heaven and you can learn things in heaven while you sleep. But understand, you know, when you listen to spiritual material, learning material, you're engaging in Torah while you sleep. Your soul is awake. And it's actually beneficial. You'll notice when you wake up, you're already starting out your day fed. It's not like this, oh, I wake up and I feel, uh... It's like you should wake up feeling amazing, feeling the anointing, feeling the fresh said for the day. If you're not tapping into that, if the morning is groggy, if you don't feel right, if you feel, uh, when you wake up, you're doing it wrong, Buckwheat. And you can see the difference here in our descriptions to you tonight that are accurate of going from that animal human activity into that angel Jesus Christ activity. It's a completely different life that everything in that angelic realm of glory of the Lord Jesus Christ is to build up the light constantly. It's what it means to be a flame of fire. I make my ministers, which are sons and daughters, flames of Shekinah fire. How do we burn with an ever-increasing flame? You have to constantly work that oil, that wick, and all of the word and all of the light and all of that inside the temple with the menorah of the seven spirits of God. If you don't work the oil in the altar and you just take a day off, I mean, the whole thing could go out. There's not like 40 years of oil in there. The priest, which is you, you work at the altar of your heart in the service of the Holy Spirit, which keeps the soul full of light. You know why people get deceived and go off discouraged and get into all kinds of sin and rebellion and stupidity and religion? They don't work the altar of their hearts serving the Holy Spirit as priests. They don't even know how to keep the light on in the soul. That is the purpose of your relationship with Jesus Mm -hmm. is to be a priest Mm -hmm. in the holy place of your spirit to grow in the light and serving his throne. And then some people get that part right at home, but then they totally mess it up and go to work and start telling all their co-workers and their bosses all about their personal life details out of some desire to need to be accepted and have false love. Look, that's false love. They are tempting you. Anything that you say at your workplace, if you're in a Babylonian workplace, about your own personal life and your personal details, can and will be used against you by their demons. And I guarantee you, they are demon-possessed. They might be nice people, but that thing is waiting to rear its ugly head. So why do you have to be so familiar, casual, comfortable with people at your job? It's because you like false love. You like witchcraft. Because you're going after soul ties and you're not going after Christ. That's why people don't believe in the word of God. I'm going to tell you, you don't believe in the word of God. Because why? When you need deliverance, when you need something, you go to people to fill in the spot where it's supposed to be Jesus. Jesus is the word of God. So when the guy with the leprosy, he had an instruction. They said, yeah, go dunk in the river seven times. Okay, bye. I'm out. Peace. (laughs) You know, get another word out of me. Says the prophet. Why? That was the instruction. What's your instruction? Two hours a day, half an hour a day, whichever one you can handle. (laughs) Put it in your eyes and ears, and you're going to bear some fruit. If if you're still having continual problems and problems, and you don't even have one circumcision, (laughs) 
are you what are you doing well how valuable is the light of salvation jesus christ said salvation was a light if you value salvation valuing that light you're going to begin to serve there in the light. You're the children of light, walk in the light. What is walking in the light? It's being a priest of the Shekinah light and doing the works that keep that light growing. Otherwise, any rebellion or anything you're doing that doesn't increase the light of his presence inside your heart and through your soul and your will, your emotions, your bones, your marrow, your houses, your money, your bank accounts, if anything, it's all sin. What is sin? Falling short of the light of the glory. All have sinned and fall short. So you stop falling short and you start serving the light of the Holy Ghost with your whole house. Yeah. So like, you know, when you eat food, it's to strengthen yourself to serve God. When you go to bed, it's to get, get more energy so you can have energy to serve God. What, like the, we talked about the mango eating a piece of mango to contemplate the mysteries of the universe why not you know it's not just like a oh fear thing you might start off because the fear of the lord is beginning of wisdom but that fear of the lord grows in that really balancedness when you grow in the love of god you grow in the knowledge of his ways you walk in his ways and they're not just you know just like a going way left and way right and all over the place you know toss back and forth that's a religious demon you know has the world put your light out that's what jesus christ said happened to his churches in revelation then he said repent and remember your first love what's first love true light yeah if your whole internal conversation this season is about your work drama work problems work glories money usually stuff yeah like any place personal, that you find money you'll find demons until mm-hmm. that money is consecrated to the right. light of his glory truth and air. like your personal so if you find the majority of your thought time you have a limited number of thoughts that you can think on one day so what's that thought space taken up by if you've got a lot of thought space of the drama at work he said this to me they were mean to me this good thing happened. I did so good at work. They were mean to me at work. Work so good. Work so bad. You know, <laughs> you're actually missing the whole point of that season being in in that job. Every job is for a purpose that God has you in that place. If you're at the place God wanted you to be at. Some of you aren't, but you can start obeying little by little and you can get put to where you need to be. The reason why you're not where you need to be is because you didn't listen like the last three or five seasons. I know this is a word for some people watching tonight. It's I a feel refocus. The Lord. It's like shake you. up to wake up because do you want to be in the same exact place in the next five months? It's hello. It's almost 2024, by the way. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Oh, I'm yeah. hoping for a better thing for you. We give you the truth. What is it? Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but the blessings and the lips of flattery the enemy that multiplies kisses, that is the worst nightmare. You'll have to take to heart everything we're saying tonight in order to make it. If you think this is extreme or radical or, it or optional, you will not make it. You will not overcome Babylon the Great. These are foundations for conquering and overcoming the world. Most people have lost focus. Okay, so the world in the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great, Apostle John says in Revelation, is the distractions of external things so that we stop ministering before the glory light of Christ in our hearts. Okay, Colossians 127. Yeah. If you are not serving Christ and his glory, 
through the word and through everything of your outer man serving Jesus through your inner man, you're lost. I don't care how much you yep. say you believe in Jesus. If you're not serving the glory, the king of glory, open up those ancient gates, lift up your head so the king of glory can be served with your heads, with the gates of your head, which is your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, and your senses, your consciousness. If it is not serving the king of glory in the ancient gate, which is the original Eden gate, the doors of the inside of the temple of the body of the Holy Spirit to serve his throne and therefore to magnify his light through your bodies. The purpose of having a body is to serve his light in the body. Amen. I want to give, you know, equal roasting time on it. Let's go for the housewives, you know, let's roast the housewives next. Right? Everyone gets equal opportunity here for your roasting on the altar. Uh, of the sacrifice of the animal soul, which is wrong about everything. It's the same thing. Maybe you don't go to work to a job, but your job God has given you is a housewife. Maybe you're a mom. Oh, maybe you're not. But you know what? Same thing. Oh, how? what are your thoughts? What is your language? Oh, yeah, let's break it down to the very basic, simple, like caveman language. Oh, yeah, oh, today, husband good today. Yeah, good husband today. Oh, husband bad today. Husband bad. Oh, good husband today? You you husband good today? Yeah, okay. What are you doing? Everything you say is just about how your husband is? How your kids are? Kids good today? Oh, yeah, kids very good. Husband good? Eh, so-so. <laughs> what? What? A list of, you know, fault finding? They sinned again. My, well, my, my kids sinned like this. And here's a record of all, oh, I can tell you the women, they have a whole list of all your sins. The demons don't even need to bother taking records. They just go check out her text message conversation. Her phone, they just record the phone call with her girlfriends praying for either husband. It's the tablets of hell. And, of and so you're speaking for the tablets of hell. Guess what that is? That's the black sapphire stones. You're, you're, you are a witch of the clippeth, not a Christian good housewife. Truth in you. Come on. So time to get with it. And live the crucified life. I know that's not what you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. And if someone's going to be here to tell you what you God need to hear. God has no record of wrongdoing. That's all, all those records are kept by demons. So if you want to see how much of hell is in a person's life, offend them and see how much records of the accuser come out. That's how much yep. of hell is inside that human body. So if all your stuff at work or your home life is this one good, this one no good, is like... And that's what you're missing the whole point of your season, which is to learn to serve God. So if you're at that job, some of you, you might I feel the Lord on this. Some of you are stuck in a job and you're supposed to either be there's something that was supposed to happen and it didn't happen because the dullness of the mind, not renewed by the spirit of the mind and being distracted and being focused, you know, loving witchcraft and false love and desiring acceptance by other nefesh at work or let's say you get into, you know, witchcraft prayers and then you just wasted a whole season that you could have been actually learning how to pray and actually breaking through. And that happened to a lot of people. And so the Lord was talking to me about this and he's not very happy about it. You know, there's a long list. The father's been pretty angry lately. I'm just I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He's been pretty angry about some people's attitude towards the apostolic. And he's very calm. He's very calm about it. But it's just the truth. So, you know, very Laodicean and you know, people are paying for it. So anyway, want to shake up hay, and by the way, you could just change today and start watching what you say. And understand, 
if you've gotten wrapped up into the matrix of that situation in your workplace where it's all about how was I accepted by my bosses today? Was everyone good to me? Oh no, this thing happened. And what's the point? Why are you there? You're there to learn a skill and to change your behavior. And then when you finish, also there's a list, there's a checklist. Your angels, look, let me break angels it down for you. Right there with let's checklists. peel back the matrix and for let me just show growth. you. Let's peel back the matrix and let me just show you how jobs work because They've I went through this to check entire that process. Box some, sometimes for years. Yeah. Some people just never get it. But anyway, you're going to get it. Say, I'm going to get it today. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get it today. Amen. So, okay. I want to, let's paint a picture here. You've got, let's say buckwheat is going to work. We got a little buckwheat going to work. Just, you know, I did my Torah today. Got my 30 minutes in. I did two hours last night. I'm a good buckwheat. You know, I prayed my hopefully not witchcraft prayers today, but I'm working, you know, <laughs> you go to work and it's all like, is my boss good to me? Am I in trouble at work? It was like having a hard time at work, bad customers at work. It made me feel like this at work. And then, you know, you want to be nice and have friends at work and people like me, like me, like me. First of all, you can't care about that kind of stuff. It doesn't mean you need to be a jerk at work, but let's peel back the matrix and look to see the angels. What are they looking for? So at your job right now, you have a list of character flaws, right? That are going to change. And so this is your holy angels do write down these things that happen. This is not the record keeping of the Satans. This is the check box of the improvements that the father wants to see at this stage of your life. This is how it works. The father is writing down things in his journal too. So, you know, so your angels who are assigned to you, when that they're waiting for a little green checkbox, when you decide to change your behavior by being tested at work. So is if you just keep reacting the same negative reaction when people sin against you, the the box never gets checked. If you decide and you get revelation from your Torah study, right, you read Torah and then you go be Torah. Right, you do Torah. The Torah doesn't end when you went to work. That's just the interactive matrix part. It's written. This whole world world is a scroll. <laughs> it's like you know, the ones and zeros on a computer. It makes up the computer program. Think like that, but on a much more real. This is a hyper. Look, it's like realistic. It's like it feels so real. He did make this place. Flesh and bones. Here are we made are. Of scrolls. Here we are, ready to learn DNA, how to love. DNA or angel angelic scrolls. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. So let's say. You've got this one coworker at work and they always say something to you or you got your one boss that says something or those customers, whenever a mean customer comes in, you react in fear. That's sin, right? You keep fornicating with fear. So that you keep every time someone comes around and is mean to you, you fornicate with a fear demon to help you. And so all you've been doing is having sex with demons at work in response, but that's just not what God was looking for in the behavior yet. Or, you know, you start fornicating with worries. Let's say they start cutting your hours at work or your paycheck goes down or your boss is threatening you and you're afraid of not being able to provide money. Work no good. Me no provide money for wife and kids. <laughs> you know, like caveman, the Neanderthal, Nefesh, right? And the carnal brain, which is at enmity, which means at war with and against, at strife with the Holy Spirit. Everything's trying to get you to compromise, but we will mm -hmm. not compromise. We will serve mm -hmm. the light of his word, the very throne mm -hmm. of Jesus with all of our mm -hmm. soul. So when that happens at work, oh no, finances. Finances look like they're going down. I need them to go up. Where's God? And then you start 
having sex with a worry demon. Like your invisible soul, you start fornicating with a worry demon. So I just wanted to clear that up for you. That's the invisible realm. That's how things actually work. So the answer to problems in your life is never to have sex with a demon through emotional fornication Unholy thoughts in the invisible realm. is sex with demons. It's, it's simple. These are spirits. It's Sp called intimacy. Spirits are manifest emotions and thoughts. Okay, so you have holy angels. Holy angels ascend and descend upon the holy thoughts, which are the sacrifices of the holy people. Okay, so the holy thoughts are sacrifices that angels of Jesus Christ ascend and descend upon. Unholy thoughts yep. are demonic sacrifices that demons ascend and descend upon. You can tell how clean a person is by their thoughts. As a person thinks in their heart, so is they. That's right. So I want you to write in the comments, sin is fornication with demons. That That's a truth. Anyhow, sin is fornication with demons. So where are we going with this? Everyone has fallen, sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It doesn't mean it's for your condemnation, but God wants to change you, right? There is, that's why the apostle said there is a sin that leads to death. There is a sin that does not lead to death. Why is that? Because God is super merciful. And even though he's expecting fruit unto perfection, which we should go up, uh, he realistically wants to save a lot of people. So he has a standard measurement in the word of God for the level of what's going to be just fire insurance, what's going to be, you know, your long days and a happy life and that and so on. And you're going to go through the trial, the furnace of affliction before you walk in the promise of the calling of your destiny. Amen. You got a witness over here. Mm -hmm. So, so <laughs> let's, we're looking at the peeled back matrix at work. Let's say finally one day, you done enough Bible study. You did. T he's like, you know what? Half an hour isn't cutting it. And I need deliverance. The glory. I'm going to do two hours a day, five days a week, 10 hour. I'm going to do 10 hours a week working under the Lord in the Torah, striving in Torah. So when I go to work, I can live Torah. Live in the light. Yep. So that's you're continuing your Bible study when you go to work just by interacting with other people. Now you're walking it out. Right, so you're studying what's going and on that, around uh, you. That light is the fruit of the Spirit that emits the joy and the peace. Mm -hmm. It's the evidence that you're living in the Shekinah glory, that mm -hmm. you're living in perfect peace and perfect joy emitting from your whole soul because mm -hmm. you're sanctified within, filled with light. So let's say the next time you're going to get tested again, the finances go down or it gets cut, and now this is your test. So... They respond, though angels are waiting and watching. All right, maybe he's, I think he's going to get it this time, you know? So instead of freaking out, texting everyone, messaging and messaging, you know, trying to reach out to every pastor and every apostle and every friend, and, you know, it's fine to reach out for, for help to the people in your, you know, your circles that you have, but that's not sustainable, and you'll never get that check, the, that box checked for the angels list for you to move on to promotion for your next season. What they're waiting for is, you did enough Torah study, so when that happens, you remember, oh yeah, it's written in the word of God. You know, you know he cares for the sparrows, how much more he'll take care of you. Don't worry about money. And I trust you, like my finances are in your hands. I trust everything I'm going through. You know, everything that you're going through, if you receive it as what God's doing in your life, you can understand that you can step into living in a different way that causes a different outcome to come into your life, which means you're pleasing the Father 
with your walk instead of just your religious ideas about who you think God is and how he is. So let's say you do that and then another mean customer comes in and instead of you being angry, going into the back, gossiping about, oh, can't believe this customer, blah, 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 and then begins to gossip or your husband comes home and he's upset with a fellow coworker and you listen to that slander and now you're completely slimed, you're gonna put a stop to it now. You're gonna put a stop to all of that behavior. Why? Because you're gonna engage in Torah and in the heat of the moment of temptation, you're going to remember the word of God because the Holy Spirit is gonna remind you and your ear is gonna be attuned because you've been paying attention to him and the Holy Ghost highlights in your Bible all week, right? So then when you respond correctly at home and at work or wherever you go, when you start to get it right, then, oh, the angels are so excited. They're rejoicing. They're happy for you. They don't even hold your past against you. It's like it never even existed. You're forgiven because you repented. He says, repent. You have to repent to receive that forgiveness. So if you want forgiveness, you repent of sins. It's not just like the witchcraft prayer of someone saying, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, no, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Oh, please forgive me. Well, what exactly are you repenting of? Are you actually going to change? Or are you just going Repentance to continue? is the emanation of Shekinah say, sorry, light. sorry. If there is no glory, there is no repentance. You will do the same sin over and over. You're fake. Repentance only comes from serving the light, which is, repent means return. Repent means return to the light. If you've actually repented and you're sorry, you've returned to the light, and now there's good fruit there. If, if you've repented of rebellion, well, now there's obedience. If you've repented of lust, now there's purity. And all repentance has the evidence of fruit of glory. Without the glory, there's no evidence of any repentance or internal change in a person at all, which means they're just more deceived and fake than ever. Yep, and no amount of just going around and asking others to talk about it, pray about it, talk about it, pray about it, talk about it, pray about it. Uh, it's just gossip. You know, <laughs> why don't you have the faith like the guy who dipped in the Jordan River? He dipped in the river seven times, and that was the end of it. It wasn't like text messaging the prophet, text messaging the apostle again and again and again. Why do people do that? Because they have zero faith. If you're constantly messaging prayer warriors, prophets, apostles, it's because you don't have any faith in You your need own. your own connection, Buckwheat. Yeah, it, it's God expects It's time to bring fruit. your soul into the glory yeah. and connect with Shekinah mm -hmm. and know the Lord. Yeah, because then all your interactions with others are going to be glorified instead of draining. And when you're constantly going after stuff from other people, you're going to turn into a, like an energy vampire or as we'll say, you know, like a Christian witch who sucks up the anointing, those are the foolish virgins who don't get to go to the wedding feast. They're reserved for the outer darkness, weeping and gnashing of teeth. And we have better things in mind for you. That's why we're telling you Jesus Christ to get said it together. in that parable, 50% of Christians were going to hell. That's what the Bible says. Right. Said. Yep. I remember Bob Jones, he was in, I think, Bethel or something like that, giving a speech and he, I, there was like, I don't want to quote from memory exactly because I don't have the memory, the numbers memorized, but it was somewhere around 25% of 
I think it was 25%. Maybe someone remembers from the video. I'm sure you guys have watched it. Some of you watching were playing games. As in, he's like, some of you, this many of you are like saved and you're serious. And he's like, this many, like there's a lot of people that were playing games. A lot of people playing games when Bob Jones went to go minister. And he was basically saying, hey, you're going to be in the trouble, the danger of hellfire if you don't change. And I mean change quickly. Oh, for sure. The issue that I have leading true apostolic ministry is even the serious ones don't know how to serve him correctly because they're not God inside minded. So we need a training in the priesthood, understanding the circumcisions, new covenant, Levite protocol, how to cooperate with the angels, confirmations, hearing God clearly, and then working the altar. Working the altar is our job. Whether you're in the marketplace, he's giving you the covenant to make wealth. Deuteronomy 8.18 the Bible says the covenant is established with the prosperity of the Shekinah glory. Shekinah glory always will produce prosperity and peace in your souls and your bank accounts and your houses with no idolatry and no greed. Yep. 100% of the time. If you're not going from glory to glory in the light, none of those promises can be added unto you because of the immaturity and the sin still in you that you haven't terminated. So working the altar is what terminates all the blockages to live the fullness of the blessed life that Jesus Christ has provided for us. Amen. And so if you're in the workforce, what's a good litmus test? If most of your prayers, your prayer requests and your prayers are about you versus your coworker, my coworker did this, or my boss is out to get me. If it's you versus them, that's still like that player versus player. You're still in the arena. Like we talked about the two arenas that are outside. Of, there's an arena outside of righteousness, which is like player versus player. That's like friendly fire. Esau that's and Nimrod hunting. It's just hunting Christians and non-Christians, and it's a war zone of hunting each other. When you go into the place of peace and righteousness, which is... You're warring against the enemy, and it's not like it's that. It's I, I don't know how to exactly Man, let's put my talk finger on it. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I love this subject. This subject is great, right? Because a lot of Christians they'll go into the workforce and they have negative Whoa. experiences. Oh, do you feel that? Angels, yeah. Yeah, and uh, what happens is they're like, "Well, my boss, they just did it to me, and my worker, and I'm having this drama at work, and it's they're doing this to me, and it starts to get more and more violent towards these other people." And you're not even a witness anymore. It's just these people are pawns that are standing in your way of your promotion. Now and we're going to teach you all just, how to be priests. You can take all that drama to the yeah. altar and, and incinerate Now you're just a hunter. We not have an altar of fire before the Father's glory in heaven in us that we can burn up anything that needs to be burned. As it's written, mm -hmm. a new covenant believer tests all things in fire, not an external fire. The fire of Christ in you. His very throne is an altar burning. That's why it's called the lamb. What is the lamb? The lamb is the offering on the altar. You slit the lamb's throat yeah. and you cover the altar I'll with I'll blood. Tell you you sprinkle, guys. sprinkle the nation. Jesus is our altar in heaven. This is where we burn up all the junk in our life. Come on. You need to learn how to take it to the lamb Ooh. and sacrifice it. Make burn it, it real. And if you want it multiplied, you keep taking it to the altar and you keep sacrificing it. It's a principle of light. It all comes out of the light of the Messiah. He is the center of our existence as we learn how to serve him in our center, right inside our spirit. The light of sacrifice of serving that altar, which is his throne, is what brings the order of righteousness through our souls Come and on. into the natural realm. That is powerful. Amen. I'm going to tell a buckwheat a little something here. 
about the workforce. I let my wicked bosses chastise and punish the crap out of me. And I needed it. And you need it. So I don't want to hear in the invisible realm, you are in your, at your homes and in your text messages and in your thoughts and in your prayers just complaining when your bosses discipline you. When stuff happens to chastise you and humble you at work, you got to go through the process. Now, it doesn't mean to let yourself get beat up by demons. You got to fight the spiritual war. But from what I've seen in the majority, it's simply just a matter of believers doing the wrong thing and being the wrong type, like being Esau Christians. Mm. And there's where's the evidence of the crucified life at your work? Now, what the issue with this is it's a little bit painful at first. Like for me, was it painful to be constantly, you know, told, to, you know, and I felt like I was justified, you know, all these different things. Why are they not being fair to me? Why is all this stuff happening to me? But it was for my refinement. And so I submitted myself to my authorities at the time where the people training me, right? my bosses, my supervisors, and some of them were amazing. Some of these people were brilliant strategists and uh, business owners. And I learned, I literally learned so much from them. I'm so thankful. And some of these people, they're unique. There would always be some unique quality that God actually liked about these people, even if they were terrible. <laughs> some of them were amazing. But there would usually be a unique quality Extra that God liked. Yeah. Like just an excellent uh, decision maker. And I'm like, wow, I need that impartation. Just the kind of way they could run. When an anyone else would have crumbled under the pressure, it's these so people were like Jesus working amazing. can find something nice to say about everyone. Everybody. Yep. So, I, li I like the part on his hair. You know, anything. Any something. There's got to be something. You, know, you always judge people favorably. <laughs> And what I found out is the harder the situation, the more discipline. I would get in trouble sometimes. But you learn and you grow and you change. And then instead of, you know, complaining to your your friends, your guy friends or your girlfriends, like, oh, they were so, you know, I can't believe they were treating me like this. And they're like, you know what? You just need to do a better job at your job so that there's not so much drama. Because instead of you trying to be religious and, well, I just want to be nice to everyone so everyone likes me and we can all get along, you know, cut that crap out. Be a hard worker. You should be like in that Daniel. If you're working in Babylon, take Daniel's excellence as what you need to do for your season. It's time for you to be the best. You should be, by the end of that season, the best employee that that place has. I think one of the keys here, we'll just end with this of understanding success in Edom, which is hell and false Christianity and is symbolized by Nimrod and Esau, they're hunters. So you, you hunt and you, you pr get promoted in the marketplace through hunting, through attacking, through conflict, through lying and manipulating, all this junk that the sinful nature does. That's all hell. And sadly, a lot of that's involved in Christians in the marketplace. Here's the key to repentance and success. So on this side, you have Nimrod and Esau. That's all hell. On this side, we have Israel and Messiah, all heaven. How do we have marketplace success in Israel with Messiah? By one thing, serving the Shekinah light. We prosper by serving the light of God in our hearts. We're peacemakers. We don't, we don't prosper by conflict, by attacking others. We can attack demons. Yep. 
but we do it through preaching and teaching, which is the apostolic order, so that when you have that internal light in you, that is carried everywhere you go, and out of that light, you can take dominion over the darkness. It is through mm -hmm. light that yep. Israel and Messiah, through peace and light mm -hmm. and carrying the heavenly Jerusalem on the inside, that we prosper in mm -hmm. all things. That's our excellence in the marketplace. That's the, our excellence and purity in our relationships. It's all from that source of the Messiah mm -hmm. of Israel's light inside our bodies mm -hmm. in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll just add one little thing on here. I want to encourage you about the fruit of it so you don't just feel sad and sorry for yourself getting beat up at work. The fruit of living the crucified life at work, although it may not be a popular choice for many. In the end, a lot of the people who persecuted me at my workplaces, who talked about me behind my back, who made my life, they tried their best to make my life a living hell. Yeah, they really did. Tried to like, you know, cheat me out of stuff. Tried to, you know, they were so mean. I'm talking about, there were some bosses I had. I watched grown, multiple grown men cry and leave like their first day of training, their first couple days of training because they couldn't handle the pressure. I mean, grown men crying and running out because that's how much pressure this job was. Only like one out of four or five people could even make it through the initial stages of work. Like, oh, let's see how long this one lasts. In that kind of work situation, everyone's trembling in fear from the, you know, the bosses. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You know, it transformed that place into a place of fun, <laughs> but we're working hard and where there was less mistakes. The owners made, I, ma I helped them to make more money and they softened their hearts and I saw some of them give their lives to Christ in the end. I would preach the gospel. I would do the hard work. I just saw an angel. You were, you were with me. Yeah. This angel right here was with me uh, uh, during those times and it's the most precious thing and I know all of my Whatever you want, if you want to call that, in a sense, your blood that spilled, right, because you're being attacked, was for their salvation. So if they had to take it out on me initially, or they take it out on everybody, it was not like it was just, you know, me. But they received Jesus Christ. There was salvation. I saw one of them got miraculously healed from cancer. And uh, we're talking about this, you know, lady with a knife that everyone was terrified of. And um, she got healed. And the light in their eyes is a testimony to they know the Lord now. And they finally understood because they want to know, like, that light in you. What is that? How are you always, you know, how can you be so happy? How can you, know, you just keep showing up and you keep showing love? And no matter how much people are mean to your coworkers, you do everything to help them. You, if they ever have a problem, you make sure that their stuff isn't going downhill because you love them. And then I remember one lady I had a, you know, a conversation with her over a burger. We finally got to go to burger, burgers together. And she had been one of my main persecutors. But I loved her so much. And she finally looked at me. She experienced the Holy Spirit. And she was like, oh my gosh, how do you find out about this? Because she felt the Holy Spirit. I'm like, yeah, it's the Holy Spirit. What do you find about this stuff? And I said, internet. She's like, well, I guess everything's on the internet. internet. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> I just... Internet connection. <laughs> Just go and read the Torah. Some non-religious place where God is. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I want to encourage you. Go and read the Torah. You don't need witchcraft prayer. You don't need soul ties to people. You just need a connection with Shekinah to Jesus Amen. inside of you. Serve so the believe light. the word. So whatever the issue is in your mm. life, if you need healing, if you need repentance, you need deliverance, 
believe the apostolic word. Be like that guy who said, you know what? Even though it doesn't make sense, I'm going to go dunk in the river seven times. I'm saying two hours a day, five days a week. If you really need that 10 hours, do it. If you're, you know, at least if you don't have at least 30 minutes, aim for 30 minutes. Yep. Just believe the word of God, because when you do that, you are believing in Jesus Christ. Amen. Bless you guys. Fresh glory fill your houses tonight and be encouraged in serving the light of his glory in your center. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed members of our beloved RLM TV community and honored guests, it is with a heart full of gratitude and excitement that I am before you today to discuss a matter of great importance, one that transcends the boundaries of our individual lives and reaches into the very core of our collective mission as viewers and supporters of RLM TV. Today we come together not only as fans but as stewards of a divine calling, a calling to support the works of ministry and secure a home for our spiritual journey right here in the heart of Florida. As many of you are aware, the ministry we share through RLM TV is not confined to digital screens before us. It extends beyond reaching into the lives of those in need, offering solace to the weary and spreading the message of love and compassion to all corners of our digital community. It is a ministry fueled by faith, compassion, and a deep-seated commitment to making a positive impact in the lives of others. Our vision is clear, our mission resolute, and the path ahead very promising. Yet to achieve the great heights we envision, we must confront the practical realities that come with the responsibility of sustaining and expanding our ministry through RLM TV. Today I stand before you to speak about the need for us to join hands and hearts in taking up support and offerings, not merely as an obligation, but as an opportunity to invest in the divine work we are collectively undertaking. First and foremost, let us reflect on the significance of supporting RLM TV. Support is not merely a financial transaction. It is a sacred act of obedience, trust, and gratitude. By giving our support, we express our faith in the divine providence that guides and sustains us. It is a way for us to acknowledge the blessings bestowed upon us and to share those blessings with others. When we support, we actively participate in the continuation of God's work through the powerful medium of RLM TV. Now as we consider the expansion of our ministry through RLM TV and the need for a permanent digital home here in Florida, let us view this as an exciting opportunity to sow seeds that will bear fruit for generations to come. Just as a farmer invests in fertile soil to yield a bountiful harvest, we too are called to invest in the digital soil of our community, providing a stable and nurturing environment for the growth of our spiritual family. The acquisition of resources is not a mere transaction. It is an investment in the future of our ministry through RLM TV. It is a commitment to create a space where lives will be transformed, where people will find refuge in times of trouble, and where the light of our shared faith will shine brightly for all to see on the screens that connect us. I understand that each of us has unique circumstances and the level of contribution may vary. However, let us remember that it is not the size of the offering that matters most, but the spirit with which it is given. Whether our gift is large or small, let it be a reflection of our dedication to the work of the divine through RLM TV. As we embark on this journey together, let us be inspired by the words of the Apostle Paul. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9.7 May our collective support overflow with joy and purpose. 
May our contributions be a testament to our commitment to the works of ministry through RLM TV and the establishment of a spiritual home in this beautiful part of God's creation. Together, let us build a legacy that will endure, a legacy that speaks not only of our faith, but of the boundless love that unites us all. Thank you, and may God bless each and every one of you abundantly as we embark on this sacred journey together through RLM TV. Amen.